You're listening to the Quince podcast. This is a story about puliyodarai, tamarind rice, and alchemy, and a culinary war that continues till today. Hello, I'm Vikram, and you're listening to Southern Slurp, the Quince podcast on food, recipes, and fantastic stories from the kitchens of South India, both ancient and modern, circa 1988. Some holidays. I'm five years old and small enough to fit into the window of the Mumbai Express, en route to my grandma's house in Dadar from Chennai Central. The journey is no less than two full days. I'm hungry. There's no station in sight. And the train has stopped randomly in the middle of nowhere, indefinitely, like it usually does. I asked my mother for the 73rd time in about 10 minutes for food. I managed to get under her skin. A red cheek, a ringing ear, and 5 minutes later, my mother opens a large round metal dabba. The scent of rice mixed with dried red chilies, cooked tamarind and fried groundnuts fills the coupe. The puliyodarai is almost 2 days old, and yet it's great to eat. My mother sniffs it a little just to be sure. The aroma of the rice that has soaked in the thick paste of spiced tamarind makes her sigh with pride. She looks at me and smiles. My twin brother and I sit across her and we begin to finish the roughly 1 kg of puliyodarai. Before I dig deep into my love for puliyodarai, though my nostalgic story is a giveaway, Let me tell you that you can check out the full playlist of Southern Slurp on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Jio Seven. If you've liked listening in so far, chances are you'll love the whole playlist. And now, back to the tangy puliyodarai. What's in a name? Hmm. Kannadigas call it puliyogare. The Telugus call it pulihora. In Tamil land, it's called puliyodarai, and the Maharashtrians have historically called it ambil bhat. This version of mixed rice has been around since at least before the 3rd century BC and we're pretty sure it's from the kitchens of South India. Here's Mrs. Padma's version of the puliyodarai. Now, she is about 60 years old and she's been cooking from before you or I existed probably and she's a natural who learned the art by herself. I can vouch for her cooking because she is my neighbor so pay attention. ரெண்டு <laughs> and then add the tamarind water once the whole thing thickens add the powder you had made earlier if the tamarind is very dark it could be very sour but if it is brown in color it may be not so tangy it will be ordinary sometimes brown can be extremely tangy you will need to taste check first for the quality because if it is too sour you can add a little bit of jaggery podi add pannittu after adding the powder you can bring down the pulikachal from the stove sile per and copra some people fry copra 
dried coconut shavings and add it copra does not keep for too long if you add a lot of gingelly oil then it helps preserve the concentrate for long if there isn't much oil then it won't last for our weather which is humid it won't last for more than 4 or 5 days to this you can mix 1 arakka of rice or arakka 1 cup tamare hind steamed white rice tamarind paste fenugreek dried chilies salt sesame oil and the genius idea that brought it all together the ingredients of this recipe have always been readily available and always been cheap there are no onions and that's why the tamarind rice is the most common prasad across temples in south india it's easy to make it doesn't spoil for at least 2 days even in the humid weather of chennai and most of all it is unbelievably tasty and at the root of it all is the tamarind that strange fruit from a strange tree with sour leaves that is both the sweetest and the most acidic of all fruits the persians call it tamare hind the indian date and it was used widely during the mughal era so is tamarind south indian well actually it's african archaeologists say it came to india 10000 years ago 10000 years that makes it practically indian i mean come on we cultivated it mass produced it and have used it in ways that beat description and not just as a souring agent or spice in food it's been an important aspect of ayurveda since at least 320 ad and if you're looking to convert iron or any other metal into gold you can't do it without tamarind yep tamarind was used in alchemy so says the 12th century rasarnaba or treatise on metallic preparations but how and when was it combined with rice odana is cooked rice according to the rigveda which is about 3500 years old but we have been shoveling rice onto leaf plates from long before then by about the 11th century odana came to mean different types of mixed rice so dadhyodana was curd rice pishitodana was meat and rice ghritodana was butter rice or ghee rice taitirikodana was tamarind rice 3rd century bc the cusp of the birth of tamarind rice were in the flatlands of the tamils where endless rice fields rustle and flow like an ocean of green waves a nameless poet whose poems still live on in the agana nure an ancient anthology writes her husband's cloth is well washed but after he puts it on he dirties it by wiping on it the thin fingers which are like november flowers with which he has stirred the thick curds and which he has not washed he is eating the thick tamarind soup which she has cooked for him and on which she has thrown aromatics after frying them and when she looked at it with her lily like eyes daubed with eye paint her bright face beamed with delight here's another one uppunodai nellin mural vensor ayalai thulanda ambuli chorind kolumin tadiyodu kurumagal kodukkum which means she brings white rice which she got from bartering salt mixed with a broth of airai fish cooked in sweet tamarind sauce to her father beautiful no i chose these verses for two reasons 
One, they describe the combination or the mixing of rice with tamarind extract, which is what the Pulyodara is all about. And two, the names of the tamarind in different languages all seem to have been adapted from Tamil words. Marathi's Ambil from Ambuli in Tamil. Sanskrit's Tintida from Tittip, which means sweet in Tamil. It was earlier called Chinchaphala in Sanskrit, but linguists say that word too might have had a South Indian influence. But in both these recipes, the dish has either meat or fish in it. But the tamarind rice of today is pure veg, green sticker through and through. How did that happen, you ask? Well, the answer lies on the other side of the second recipe for the Pulyodare. One that's even more basic and which involves nothing more than a good eye and lots of patience. Here's Asha Lata, another neighbour of mine who's the keeper of the recipe of the Pulikaichal, the concentrate in the family. Amma's speciality is always Pulyodare. That was something which I caught on to. Generally, it was like, okay, I'm going out somewhere and my husband needs something to eat, so make some Pulikaichal and keep. And... Uh, now both my children are also caught on to Pulyodare. So uh, they, are, they are both outside. So every uh, three months I need to make Pulikachal and uh, send to them by courier. Uh, typically what my mother used to make was never with all this podi, uh, dhania and all that mm. podi. So we used to have a simple uh, this one, but mendi podi and illu uh, podi used to be there. It's not such a big process as people think it is. For me at least it is not like that. Uh, my recipe is very simple, so le- uh, one, for two people like it, lemon size uh, puli, that is tamarind, Put, soak it in hot water and keep it, take a lot of nallanai, because that only will, nallanai is still oil, that only will preserve it for a longer period of time. Put kadugu, mustard, uraddal, chana dal, that is kalla barpa, uraddamarpa, and then peanuts. Yeah, I put a lot of peanuts. We roast it uh, with the kadugu and ultamparpa and all that. And uh, then we put a lot of pirngayam, asafoetida. Put a lot of red chilies. Red chilies uh, for this will be very less because uh, I usually make it in a large quantity. So my con- for this would be around 10 because you will uh, be anyway roasting some red chilies and putting it for the spice also. So nowadays uh, all the red chilies don't have spice as much as they used to have before, so you need that spice. And because it is pulik, so that spice should be there. And uh, then let it, uh, after it turns red, just put the puli water and let it boil. And put salt and turmeric. Also you have to put karopile when you are roasting all this. And then after that uh, we take some mendiam, that is methi and uh, some red chilies and fry it till it turns red then mix uh, mix it into a powder and when it is reducing we put the mendim pudi and let it boil till it becomes a thick sauce and uh, say for uh, for two people take one cup of rice and mix it with that and i make it with sometimes basmati rice which makes it even more uh, this one so the basmati taste and the pulikachal taste gives that but uh, many times, even uh, when you are making, yes, it has to be one is to two or two and a half. This is with normal rice, that is pony rice or any of those rice. With basmati rice, we keep one and a half. If I store it in the fridge, it stays for uh, quite some time, like 15-20 uh, days it stays. 
obviously if uh, less quantity it will get over in the first uh, this one but i mean i make more quantity for 2 3 days it can stay out because our weather is humid so chennai weather is humid so we don't keep it outside. normally we keep it in the fridge also when you mix in the rice make sure the rice is uh, when it is hot you put some uh, till oil over the rice and then mix this then you get that uh, aroma of the till oil and uh, flavor of the pilkachi P.T. Srinivasa Iyengar, in his book History of Tamils, believes that there was a huge wave of vegetarianism among South Indian Brahmins around the 5th and 6th centuries AD, and that this coincided with the Bhakti movement among the Vaishnavites and the Shaivites, and also with the growing influence of the Jain sect. A number of vegetarian recipes were therefore born in this period. It wasn't just about replacing or eliminating meat from a recipe, but creating courses from scratch that used tamarind imaginatively. The puliyogare of the Kanadigas has dried desiccated coconuts. The puliyodarai of the Vishnu temple in Triplicane, which is world famous, uh, the temple too is world famous, is made with pepper and not dried chilies. The pulihora of Andhra is a more basic recipe akin to ashalatas and devoid of the powdered spices. As food aficionados fight over which version is the best, I did the right thing. I tasted all of the versions and in full measure. and i can tell you without a shred of doubt they are all beautiful try making it at home trust me it won't suck as much as you think it will for more such free advice recipes and stories check out our full playlist on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts geo savan and of course the podcast section on the quint and as always thank you for listening <laughs>